You're listening to Podhaven. I think that was a useless tangent. <laughs> I'm derailing myself at this point. This is. I think you've probably just said all of the things that you got to I say feel, about. I feel like this I game. feel like I've lost control of these powers of anarchy that I have amassed, <laughs> and they're now just being turned on myself in some horrific, ironic twist of fate. You just turned into an aerobarus of of derailment. Yeah, I'm e- I'm eating my own snake ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what Josh eats his own snake ass. about when I was some like three it's one of my earliest memories this um, okay. I was in the bath and it was the time when the ice cream man came so I was all anxious about that because I always got a lemon ice lolly yeah um, I was getting all antsy and then I heard the song and I didn't wait for my parents to come I just ran downstairs and ran outside and asked for my lemon ice lolly without doing anything to sort out the fact that I was not wearing clothing and was also covered in bath water and bubbles. Oh. So a naked bath child just ran up ran up to this poor ice cream man and demanded a lemon ice lolly without any money. That's a beautiful story. Was the ice cream man like, you're unconventional? But I like your style. Go on, get out there. Here's your ice lolly. I, I don't remember what happened after that point, so I'm just going to... Um, I'm you just don't going play to... by the book, kid, but you got guts. I'm going to insert this character into my memory and like make it so that I actually believe that is what happened. Sergeant Ice Cream Man. Yeah. That's his name. So now the ice cream man, forever in your memory, is a a charismatic nineteen fifties salesman, salesman, manager sort of person called Sergeant Ice Cream Man. <laughs> called yeah, I mean, Sergeant I mean, I, Ice I, I Cream Man. I was going man. cop. <laughs> He's a salesman, and his name is Sergeant Ice Cream Man. First name Sergeant, middle name Ice, last name Cream Man. He's in the cop uniform. It's like a gimmick. It's a gimmick he uses to shift merch. He's part of a proud lineage of cream men. Welcome to the Indie Haven podcast with (laughs) your host, Elodie Cunningham. A proud lineage of cream men. Joined by... Right, I'm Josh Rivers. Hello. (laughs) And I'm George Johnson. Well... Sorry, um, George Cream Man. Oh my god! The twist! You are one of the cream men. Yes. I'm proud of my lineage. It's not racism, I'm just proud of my heritage. I'm one-eighth cream man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get on with it.
<laughs> Let's just talk about video games now, because this is too much even for me. Video games. They're fun. <sighs> so, uh, now I've seen... Now I've seen the thing. I've seen the thing now. So, Josh, you can talk about it thing. without spoiling it. I mean, really, I said the bit that I wanted to say last episode, and we should probably explain that the thing is actually the Devolver Digital E3 conference. Yes. Um, the wow. jokes were good, but like the thing is, they were all the jokes we we kind of are used to seeing about E3, just like... Actually part of E3. Yeah, actually part of E3, little more production value behind it, perhaps. Than and usual, given usual is just like Twitter jokes. Also, Twitter jokes don't tend to have people just bleeding out of their mouths until they die. It's true. Yeah. That's a you phrased a very good yeah, it point. Was, it was it was kind of a um. It was it was sort of a poignant moment for me where I'd heard all this build up about like, can we just talk about that ending though? Oh my god, that was completely insane. And then I looked at it. Like I actually watched the uh, conference, and I I was sort of like, "That's it." <laughs> but, oh, that was that was really tame. Yeah, like it's not the greatest thing in all of existence, but it's better than anything else at E three, though. I also especially I mean, I, mean, I appreciate... feel like statistically it says more about me than it does the people who were freaking out about it. I mean, it's fair. The thing, the thing I found out uh, between last week and now that made me appreciate it especially so, that was aired at midnight. <laughs> that was aired in uh, the middle of the night. Again, another connection to um, Adult Swim. Yeah, exactly. It was it genuinely the Adult Swim of E3. Uh, my absolute favourite part of it was every time they called the person up to the stage, they showed the same footage of two old men laughing together in the audience. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same clip of footage. Uh, I appreciate both, that. Both occasions when they were getting the kid to go up on the stage. So that was good. I liked that it was always the same kid as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was just that with the bleeding hand. Yeah, like... I, I can't believe he still went up again after losing his arm. I, I liked the um the smiling lab assistant who gradually got more and more covered in everyone else's blood. But does not seem phased in yeah. the slightest. It is quite beautiful. I can relate. <laughs> I think that's like how we all feel inside right now. So I guess there's not much else to talk about. It's just that we could actually go into specifics now that everyone mm. had been warned to actually watch it before this one. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, is there well, I mean, everyone else? should have watched it anyway. Okay. They should have heard I... the words Devolver Digital Press Conference and immediately gone and looked for it. Yeah, well, I only heard about it just before we were about to record and I didn't have time. Well, I only heard about it just before fuck you, Elodie, but you don't hear me complaining. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite hot.
Yeah, it's very hot. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my excuse this week. Uh, yeah, but also you weren't allowed to bring that up because it was third in the docket and we haven't talked about the second thing in the docket yet. You, you fucked it up, Josh! You know your you know your problem. You've got such a constrained view of numbers. <laughs> numbers. Uh-huh. They're numbers. Not, okay. It's it's not all just operating on a linear scale of numbers. Sometimes fuck off. I should have just said fuck off. <laughs> that's it's much right. quicker it's alright you did your best that's all any of us can ask for did the very best um, <laughs> oh like my little jingle so I didn't realise you had the, a jingle do you want to move on to the next bit on the docket let's move on to the next bit yeah. hold on I've just um <laughs> I'm just kind of uh, recuperating from all that that happened. Um, The thing I want to talk about this week is a bit of a departure from my usual up-to-date news stuff. Holy fuck. I want to talk about a game that came out in 2015, but I don't really want to talk about it in the recommendations bit, because I think the discussion goes beyond that. That's uh, perfectly fair. It's an interesting discussion. It's good content. This is a game on Steam, an indie game called Aranus, uh, which is a game in which you play a trans woman in a post-Radfem taking over the world's uh, version of Bulgaria, um, where trans women are um, not allowed in certain areas of the city and stuff and can't get jobs and so the main character has resorted to ending up being a um, an assassin because that was the only work that she could get. Okay, this is immediately very, very awesome and cool. Um, and there's all sorts of... Uh, like propaganda signs and stuff in the background that say things like um, uh, men exist, watch out for snowflakes and things like that uh, which were in reference to trans women existing in this post-men society Uh, and along the way um, you gradually uncover this uh, plot by Evil, shape-shifting monstrosities oh. who are the leaders of the uh, TERFs, which is trans-exclusionary radical feminists, um, in their plot to consistently um, make an enemy out of some othered group so that uh, the world keeps itself in a state of upheaval. Okay, this sounds really fascinating, and I definitely want to play it. Uh, I'll get I'll get onto the actual gameplay. There's just a couple more okay. things I want to talk about in terms of the plot stuff. Yeah, Paul, um, go ahead. The first is that uh, this is a short thing. 
It's just that the area of the city that you're not meant to be able to go into and is like the last stage and is where all the government buildings are, where you're taking out all of the heads of the shapeshifter conglomerate state thing, mm-hmm. uh, is called Turf Turf. As in Turf, T U R F. Which I find amazing. I very much appreciate that. That's and, like uh, top tier pun. In 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 the turf turf, the first mission you do is um, you find an underground bar in the bottom layers of the city, that is um. That has a hidden group of trans women who are trying to live their lives in this area of the city that wants to kill them, and you go and um break one of them that got caught out of prison and that's your first mission there and it has absolutely nothing to do with your actual um, objectives and stuff it's just like something Let's break you... this awesome trans woman out of prison yeah and... okay I am entirely on board with the concept of this game already yeah uh, and the other thing is that um, one of the other subplots is um, about this group of um what are effectively swerfs, sex worker, exclusionary, radical feminists, um, who mm-hmm. want to change things so that um, women cover themselves up and stuff, but they also want to um, they want to bring men back. Um, uh, so you go about. The first half of the game is you're looking into their plot and stuff. And consistently when you meet their leaders, they talk about how, um, oh, in this society, aren't you just forced to uh, act like a woman? We know you're really a man, so we'll help you to be who you are without any of that. And your character's like, no, I was like this even before everything happened. This is me. Stop trying to tell me what my identity is just because of my biology which is mm. cool I like that that's cool that's nice that's some good shit I just I just like the fact that there's so many different um it ma- it's only like a seven hour long game but they managed to fit in a lot of subplots and political factions and really bulk out the world that it's in yeah it's, it sounds like really interesting social commentary as well yeah um Dialogue can be somewhat cringy at times. Yeah. Like, uh, occasionally characters will use the word thinner instead of gonna. <laughs> and stuff. Okay. And uh, it, it's just a lot of, um, very forced sounding, life is strange style, um, teen vocabulary. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but otherwise, the writing is pretty good. Now, the reason why I didn't put this in as a uh, recommendation is that the gameplay is less than optimal. Oh yeah. And while the visual style is somewhat good, the way they do faces and stuff is a bit rubbish. It's uh-huh. it um the actual character models are very um like the generic um pixel style stuff where everything else is very um nicely stylized. The actual character models just look 
fairly generic. Um, That's a shame. But the the gameplay, it doesn't know what it wants to be, really. Yeah, that's a problem with a lot of games I found um, that I like try to get to grips with, and it's like, well, you have an idea. It's a like there are two, there are a lot of games, uh, a lot of indie games that have identity crises. Hmm. Well, the the thing is that um, missions are basically split up into action oriented missions and stealth oriented missions. Mm-hmm. Um. And the and occasionally ones that can be done either way, uh, and it's kind of all right at both of those, okay. but not perfect. And then when there's both, there's no real reason to experiment with it because mm. there are things that are much more likely to work and not get you killed than other things. Um, it's an illusion of choice, but there is like there, there's choice, but there's definitely a right choice and a yeah. wrong choice. Right, I see. What you um, mean. I think the um, the stealth missions are stronger than the action ones overall, just because of the um, the the way um, enemies tend to take a lot of damage and deal a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, But the main issue I have overall, because all of that is serviceable, like, that's more minor complaints than anything. Like, I didn't think it detracted from the experience too much, because it was still a fun game, and it still played pretty well. Uh, And the actual, the visual style and stuff more made up for it when exploring and things. But the main issue I have with it is the um, wall jump and climb mechanics oh, yeah. that are fairly integral to completing certain areas of the game and oh, no. are ass that's not fun yeah like it's very difficult once you actually get the wall jump to do the wall grab move that you used previously which yeah. can make it very difficult to actually um, get up things and then the wall jump itself is very finicky which isn't good because there's there's a boss in the game which is entirely dependent on you consistently wall jumping to avoid getting hit by it as it climbs up a tower after you. Oh fuck, that's not good. Uh, and that is very, very difficult just because it's so difficult to control the jumping. Yeah, yeah, I should I should imagine that quite puts quite a hamper on the game being yeah. like, as fun as it is. It's a shame because I think it's a game that has so much potential. It's yeah, just... it definitely sounds it. And if it was just for my issues with the um, with the um, the stealth and action dichotomy being a bit off, I would have probably still stuck it in recommendations. Uh, but it's just the fact that the jumping is so awful that. If you're going in to play this game, be aware that it is it is not an unflawed experience at all. Okay. Um, and the jumping is the absolute worst part of it. Uh, That's unfortunate. 
Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because I played it since we last recorded in its entirety in one day. Nice. And I did enjoy it, and there's lots about it that is very interesting. It has its okay. moments when it can be genuinely funny, and the um, the political plotline is very well done. But, yeah. Okay, awesome. Oh, also, um, in the background, one of the billboards is a billboard for read-only memories. The... Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because it's another kind of cyberpunk-esque thing, so... Talking of read-only memories, mm-hmm. um, Twitter is very angry about read-only memories at the moment. Oh. Do you want to know why? No, I mean, sure, but also no, because I'm sure it'll be helpful. So, um, I, if I remember correctly, read-only memories has not had, uh, it did not initially have voice acting. No, it didn't. It certainly so, happened in a more recent update. In the recent update, voice acting, yeah. um, people are angry at two of the particular voice actors in that video game. Okay. Um, because there are minor roles um, played by obligatory Jim Sterling mention. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to bring that up if it wasn't one of the ones that... Yeah. The other person, Zoe Quinn. Oh, boy. Yep. Well, uh... Oh, old Jimmy um, plays a uh, anti-genetic um, hybridization for medical purposes uh, leader oh. who is like rioting outside of the clinic and stuff. So he plays a very not nice person, but I couldn't get past the fact that it was him, so I couldn't help but like him. <laughs> Oh no. Um, I don't actually know uh, what character Zoe Quinn voices, but fucking hell, I can't believe st- people are still, like, gamergate about this whole business. Alright, there's going to be some clicker clackers because I'm going to look it up. Okay. Also, Josh, hi, are you there still? I am the ghost that haunts the podcast. Okay. Uh, uh, hi. Hi, ghost who haunts the podcast. Hi. Okay, uh, I just... I'm probably not going to get mentioned again. Okay, I wish I didn't have See to go ya. to this particular website to, um... To look this up, but apparently, um... Zoe Quinn plays a minor character called Caitlin, who you can, um... You can buy a drink for in order to get into the um, the uh, hybrids only VIP lounge at the bar that you're at. Oh, okay. Uh, but unfortunately, the website I had to go to to get to this was uh, knowyourmeme.com. Haha. Oh, On the creaky. the Quinspiracy page. Oh fucking hell. Uh, the the second. Uh, result on Zoe Quinn read-only memories, there's a Steam community thing which says, uh, which is titled Zoe Quinn and Jim Sterling voice actors, and 
the the text of it starts as yeah no thanks since I've owned this game longer than that ridiculous two week limit I can't get a refund so can you at least confirm these voices are in this game like they genuinely wow. want a refund just because two people are in it fucking hell man who Gamergate just... says we are not allowed to like I don't understand. I'm past trying to understand, frankly. These these people don't deserve the effort of understanding this. It's true. They're not going to change. They have no point. interest in changing. Just roll your eyes at them and move on. Yeah. Don't grant them the illusion of relevance. Mm. Indeed. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm sure I'm going to get around to talk about read-only memories in my recommendations at some point. But yeah, I still definitely need to play that game. It's good. It's a really good game. But yeah, I won't go into it too much now because I want to actually talk about it at some point. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so what's next on the topic list? Ah, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I've been too delirious to remember it because of the heat, but it's the summer steam tail sale time. Yeah, the tomorrow... Steam sale time. Tomorrow the Stumdale snail trail starts. The yes. snail tail sun buy it games. Stump, stump. Are you going to buy the games? Guys... I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm going to buy the games. fucking question. Because it depends on what the deals are and whether there's any games I particularly want. <laughs> so that's my mm. answer to your question. There's a lot of intricacies to this buying games malarkey. Yeah. It's more than just you being able to just go, are you going to buy the games? And me being able to answer straight away with yes or no without having seen it fully. Well, you should have seen it by now, frankly. Well, I mean, I I shouldn't have seen the um, the Steam Summer Sale prices for 2017 yet because they haven't existed yet. I was led to believe that you were clairvoyant. Hi, it's me, clairvoyant. Haha, <laughs> did you like my joke? No. That was a good joke. That was very good. Oh, okay, then. Yes, I did. Yeah, the Steam Summer Sale is going to be on, so if, mm. uh, do you know what I'll do? And I'm not going to be able to buy any games on that, because my PC is a piece of shit. Oh. Yay! I really do need to get, and I think I've already mentioned this on the podcast, but it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. Frankly. I, I, I have a computer uh, uh, in my desk, um, mm. not, not built into it, like, sat in my desk. Yeah. Um, that I built myself, and I turn it on, and it doesn't. It, it turns on, and the fans were and everything, but it doesn't mm. actually output anything to my screen. So I need to get it looked at, uh, and I I've been needing to get it looked at for about a month and a half now. Okay, mm. I I have two things to say. Okay. Uh, to the say? first thing is that I have a good PC now, but I used to have to use my rubbish laptop which for some reason um, couldn't run 
things like um, Always Sometimes Monsters very well, which is an mm. RPG maker game, so... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it could run Black Mesa nearly perfectly. Huh. And it couldn't run Skyrim properly either, so... I don't know. It just seemed to have decided that Black Mesa was fine. But nothing else would be. Well, that's a bit annoying. <laughs> um, Games. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about is... Um, is... Uh, you said the words built-in, which reminded me of a story. Oh. <gasps> Tell us the story uh, of Balamori. I have a friend... Because I would like to know. I have a friend called Ellen, who is a Ellen direct Page? descendant of the, um, the old Swedish royal family, which is something. Oh, heck. Uh, and apparently uh, there's a picture of me... On a um, doing a draw me like one of your French girls pose on a bench in her giant house, and I oh. found out afterwards that that bench is from the royal palace there. <laughs> oh holy shit! Uh, so that's fun. Um, but no, the the point is that uh, uh, once I have been told that she said to one of my friends that um. Uh, one of the reasons that she's glad that she's dated um, trans girls before is that um, you don't, nobody has to bring a dildo because it's already built in. Wow. Uh, and I think it, actually, I think the way she said it was like, nobody needs to bring a dildo because it's already built in. Like that was how I was sold. I, this is I, a very that... nice person, and I know that they didn't mean it in a weird fetishizing way, but it comes across as ridiculous, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 <laughs> it, it's it's too it's too wonderful to be to be. Like this is that. a person I trust enough to know that they aren't being gross, but they are also mm. saying something absolutely shockingly ridiculous at the same time. The rainbow connection. The lovers. Yeah, well, that's the end of that story anyway. I've got two fidget spinners, one on top of the other, and one's going one way and one's going the other way, and it's created a cool pattern in my eyes. On a related note, Josh. Yes? <laughs> Video games. Video games? Video games. What are you fucking Wait. talking about? What, what, what has Josh got to say about video games? Yeah, um, Josh, are you... With the summer sale... Yes. Um, if you were to have... Serviceable hardware... Um, would there be any games that you... Any indie games, should I add? This is the Indie mm. Haven podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> the... <laughs> I was saying, George. Oh, I know. Oh, I remember what I was oh, going to say. Oh, I'm just a Have I cut out again? Are there any indie games that you w would be hopeful to be on sale? Uh, 
I know this you know, is this a bit is... of a I know this is a bit of a Stevie Wonder would play Sega games if he could see situation, but hmm. carry on. Well, I mean, um, it's one of those things uh... where there's probably a couple that I was previously interested in that I've just completely forgotten about because it's been such a long time. Pony Island would be nice. Oh yes, because I've I've seen like the. Uh, opening sort of half an hour of that never saw uh, like I've never played it myself but I've seen like half an hour of it I own it but I still haven't it, gotten around to actually playing it yeah and I that's one I'd really want to get uh, yeah it looks really good yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else you know this, at this point I think it's Pretty much just Pony Island. If anything else, like nothing else, is jumping out in my memory. Honestly, obviously, I'd have a browse just see if there's anything that I couldn't necessarily name. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's going to be idea. my first order of business, really, because like as someone who's meant to be like talking about indie games, not having a working PC is a bit of a fucking you know bit of a handicap. Yeah, tell so, me about it. Like, first order of business probably going to be just like go through the whole of Steam looking for anything that looks good. Yeah, uh, no, That might enable me to actually well. do my fucking job. Uh, I have an I idea. I say job. Oh, what's your idea? Oh. My idea is that I can put together a, um, a Steam curator just for this podcast and put on it everything we've done in our recommendation sections. Oh, we should definitely do that. Um, and maybe some other stuff we talked about as well. I, but um, just, I like the idea of Calm Down Stalin being in a curation list. Yes, well, it's going to be. <laughs> uh, and um, then when the Steam sale starts tomorrow, you can hop onto that and have a look at the games there and see what you can get on the sale. Dear listeners. Dear listeners. That's a very good idea. Uh-huh. I'll get that done this evening. I'll also awesome. get the editing done so this can actually come out in any kind of timely manner. Heckin' I'll good do that tonight if I can. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything we got to say about video games until the second half of the Podcast well, there's, well, there is one thing I want to say. A um, game that I hope goes on to say on sale tomorrow. Um, this is a, an unconventional option for um, our, um, our our deep insightful indie game site slash podcast slash shenanigan. I really want Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator to go on sale because that looks like really fun. Just hmm. just a passing the time sort of situation. Wasn't there, like, this old, uh, well, relatively old TV program that was sort of based on, like, a similar, like, bit of software? Okay, what, what is Ultimate? Oh, you mean Deadly Warrior? It might have been that. Like, there, Yeah, Deadly Warrior, this... where they, they pit um, various different historical soldiers against each other. Yeah, no, but, like, entire, and... entire armies... Like oh there, no! There was this, I do there was this bit of software that they used. Like I, I suppose, one could call it a game. I'm, I was never entirely sure how it, mm. it worked. I was like a kid at the time. 
I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but like, they the reenacted actual historical battles, and I can't remember if it was just like the point of it was to like replicate what the armies did, or to like see if they could overturn like the actual results of the battle, like I do using remem- the knowledge I do that we have this. about them now. Never really yeah. got the point, but I like watched the fuck out of that when I was a kid. It was very cool, wasn't it? It was. It was very cool. Mm. So the. The only thing I can think about right now is Bamzuki. Bam, Bam, <laughs> fucking Zuki, player. Bamzuki was the shit. Bamzuki that was, was the great. absolute motherfucking bomb. It was. It was brilliant. I wonder oh, if you can damn. still get the software. I think you can. I'm gonna look it up right now. I, I remember I, trying like, to download the software for that at one point, and I could never get anything to work. And I, I made SpongeBob on that one. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay. I um I um accident I I um I once bought um Bamzuki um without my parents' permission. I thought it was free. So I'm that much of a rad. No, um, this was when you had to buy Bamzuki. Okay, so I went Back on to in my the. Day, um, you had to buy Bamzuki. I went on to the CBBC page, and it's not on there. You can just add it to your shows, or go onto this link that says Bamzuki Trading Cards. There are Bamzuki. What? Okay. There are Bamzuki Trading Cards. Uh, it's a get. It says get this activity. Prepare to do battle with your Bamzuki Trading Cards. Here's your ferociously free deck to print out, play, and collect. What makes your perfect suit? And will you find it here? Should I link you to this? Is every Bamzuki card basically um, Exodia? So do you have to do you have to put your cards together to make a Bamzuki? I don't know. I'm, I'm sending you the link now. Because if that if that's what that is, I am totally down, totally down for that. Oh, CBBC. I press get this activity. I'm on the PDF now. Oh shit. I'm also going to get this activity. Uh, it looks. Hello and welcome to the Bamzuki Trading Card Podcast. Yeah, this, welcome um, to the Bamzuki Hour. The Bamzuki Hour. The Bamzukast. The Bamzukast. The, the new spin-off podcast that's going to come out soon. Um, we should we should go. Where we and go watch episode old by episode. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We should record episode commentaries. New so people new can track Haven, the Bamzukas. People can go and track down fucking old episodes of Bamzuki. If you manage to find this old episode of Bamzuki, then why not listen to the Bamzukas? <laughs> I'm genuinely down for that. All right, so I would, absolu- I. I would absolutely do this. Okay, so yes. fuck this podcast. Let's just do Bamzuki. <laughs> fuck Indie Haven. I'll just like I'll stop paying the fees. We'll just tank talk about the whole project. It's all about Bamzuki. Bamzuki. It's, it's the way the Bamzuki market's now. shifting. Bamzuki Haven. I can feel it on the horizon. There's going to be a <laughs> massive resurgence. Oh, I'm good excited for this. It. This is Bamzuki is direction. the new Pogs. Uh, I'm scared V2 is shit apart from its speed. I am scared V2? Yeah. Oh, uh, ah, I'm scared yeah. V2. I forgot about that one. That's uh, wonderful. I like that body parts is a um, one of the scales on which they are rated. That's brilliant. 
It's like, how cool are your body parts? Oh, King Zook, the classic. Who has... King Zook is winning on agility for sure, and fashion sense. Oh, definitely. Trying to look for who has the best body parts. Right, let's just let's just get something out of the way, right? So this isn't a Bamzuki trading card game. This is Bamzuki Top Trumps. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, no real cause to trade any cards that are in a Top Trumps set. That would just ruin really the balancing don't. of the game. Yeah, it's a bit. Mm. Okay, so push her with four just, faces. I've got to be honest with you, George. I think they just recognised that trading cards were a rather big thing. And wanted to capitalise on the name without really knowing yeah. what it was. Oh shit, guys! I found I found the edgy deviant art Bamzuki. Oh, go on. Dark Dark Evilant is it? Dark Evilant, massive fangs, horns, and glowing red eyes. This suits no angel. <laughs> I like that. I think that push it with push it with four faces, which is just a <laughs> push giant. Push with oh four faces. I think that is the one with the highest body parts rating, and it's only at fifty-seven. What's they're, it? They're tough? very cynical about their body parts ratings. So pushy. This zoot could start a fight in an empty room. <laughs> King, I like King Zoot V3's one. It's cool as you like. It pays to be royalty. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The drag racer of the Zook world does not like corners. Is Emperor X? Wow, I remember I'm Emperor the... X. Oh shit! You've got They're me curious all, all now. What's horrific... like the body rating, like scale? It's just body parts gr- out of a hundred. They... Yeah, they all go up. They all out go of up a hundred. So it's out of a hundred, but the highest one's fifty-seven. What's a what does a hundred look like? Maybe there are is more there, Bamzuki there... trading cards. Is there Maybe... some? Theoretically perfect like, Zook that we just don't know about. This is like base set, and then the secret hidden Bamzuki trading cards. Oh, maybe there's an ARG to find the other Bamzuki. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> okay, we Wouldn't should start making Bamzukis and make our own Bamzuki trading cards to go and like as an expansion to the set, like an indie expansion. Yeah, Iron Might the Haven looks horrible. Expansion kit. Iron what? Might looks horrible. It looks so flashy. Where's Iron Might? Next to Bantis. Bantis? Bantis? Yeah. Which is like a Banta got... Bantis. Yeah, I had this horrible image in my head. Just a douchey praying Mantis going, it's just jokes, bruh. Oh god, Iron Might does look very fleshy. Like a, like a, like a, a, a flesh golem shaped into a scorpion. Yeah. You, that's right, card description. You wouldn't want to find this creepy metal crawly in your bed. <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Shall we talk about video games again? No, why would we abandon this? This is, <laughs> this okay. is the best segment in the history of this podcast. Okay, I seriously do think we should make a Bamzuki podcast, though. Oh, I was being totally serious. Okay, I'm, I'm so after we finish recording this, can we instantly just do the cast as well? I mean, I would. I would say yes, but um, I'm all, I'm exhausted, one, and two, I, I feel like we need to put, put some proper fucking dedicated research 
yeah. prep into that. I don't want to just go into this willy-nilly. I want this okay. to be the best thing any of us will ever produce. I'm on, yeah, I'm on I want scoop it to be the After this, bitch. we may as well kill ourselves. It will all be <laughs> meaningless. Oh my god! After the Bamzuki cast. I'm on a scoop.it because I don't think you can get um the original Bamzuki program on a I'm really oh. curious now about this idea of a biologically perfect Zook. Oh, it's, it's, I want to see what a 100 looks like. It's gone Do they have the a model of it somewhere? It's gone from the what if, what, website. Does oh, anyone no, know what it looks like? Um, the perfect Bamzuki is actually a xenomorph. <laughs> alien is actually... Alien. That's where alien. they came from. Yeah. Alien is actually... Um, Wayland yutani picked up the Bamsuki program and it got out of hand. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, everywhere I'm going is I know, where right? the web, web pages have gone. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, no, a- Alien is... Alien is actually just Ridley Scott's homage to Bamzuki. Yeah, Bamzuki's a prequel to Alien. Yeah. The company that runs that ran the Bamzuki tournament is Wayland Yutani. Yeah. I mean we all knew that. We did. Yeah. The true fans. <laughs> it was all explained in Alien Covenant. <laughs> See that? That that is like an even better joke because no one has seen that film, <laughs> so, so they have to believe anything you. And it would be yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone knew better, so you can just make shit up. Alien Covenant: The shocking story of the shocking origin story of the of the Xenomorphs, um, Bamzuki, sponsored right. by CBBC. So I I'm currently downloading um, the. The Bamzuki Zoot Kit from Software Informer. Oh shit! I don't know. This is probably going to give me horrific viruses, but I'm going to guinea pig it, and then you guys can download it if it works. Okay. Okay, so I'm envisaging I'm envisaging um, an even more beautiful extension of this whole just watching like old runs of Bamzuki. We should also have little segments where we make our own Bamzukis and talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> we can. We. Uh, I don't know if there's <laughs> like an idea. The design. If there's sharing, we can. We can like send each other our Ramzukis and then then face them off against each other. Oh my god! We can have our own little Bamzuki tournament. We can revive the series. We can live stream it. We can live stream it. I think this we could, is how it comes back. The Bamzukas could be a video podcast. Yes, <laughs> single-handedly. All right, so uh, right here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna insert in um, a a clip <laughs> explaining a show on Bodhaven, and it's probably just gonna be me and George's other one again because I still haven't got more. Of the actual things yet, the bromos. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be here. Have you ever found yourself playing a video game and wondering why the best characters are all tucked away in the background, far behind all the boring soldiers, lifeless swordsmen, and generic space marines? 
so have we. We here at the Real Heroes Podcast bring in the best guests on the net to help us shine a light on the forgotten heroes of gaming once and for all. So if you've ever wanted to hear Laura Kate aggressively defend the rights of a fictional jellyfish alien, or Jed Whittaker discuss how Zelda is really the story of a kink-facilitating pickle man, join us on the Real Heroes Podcast right here on Podhaven. Hi again, we're back. Howdy, uh, we're still talking about Bamzuki. Yeah, um, we talked about Bamzuki. We're still thinking yeah. about Zap. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you two. I can't stop thinking about Bamzuki. <laughs> oh shit! There we go. Josh's deep thoughts. Josh's deep thoughts. Josh's deep thoughts. Oh, Josh, what is your deep thought this week? There hills. Deep Josh's deep thoughts. Right, George, I am sick to death of you not being several frill neck lizards. Sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. <laughs> you know what you did. Why aren't you several frill-neck lizards? Um, this is literally the last time I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to be straight with you, Josh. What the fuck? Um, I have no excuses. Uh, I, I've been ashamed about it for a while. I have one problem with the sentence that you just said. No, you don't. I do have one problem with it. Not you, Josh. Yeah, it was worth, I have a problem it was worth with the sentence try. that George said. Huh? George, you said that you were going to be straight with Josh. You? Oh shit, that's a good straight? point. Straight? Oh, I'm going to be gay with you, Josh. sexual um, preferences. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to piss. Uh, yes, I'm, I've been... I'll be honest, it's been on my, the back of my mind for quite a while. I didn't want to say anything. In case it was for like religious reasons, but I've really got to take you to task for this. You got to be some frill neck lizards, George. Okay. Look, I, I, I don't worry. I understand. I'm working on it. It's something that I'm trying to improve about myself. I mean, but these things take time. I, mean, I don't think you do understand the urgency of this, right? Because I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, which is convenient because since you know, I don't have to explain it. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, is this a, is this going to be a criticism circle? <laughs> Only since... if all of the sides that the circle have point to why is George not some frill neck wizards. Uh, well, I think George gets to. Uh criticise me next, and then I get to criticise you, Josh. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Because unlike, unlike the rest of you, I am several frill-neck lizards. Well, maybe I have some other criticism. So I have... I have, al- I have You can't, because I am already the perfect Bamzuki. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is! I've done the research in the five minutes since we stopped talking about Bamzuki. And it is turns out the, the perfect the form. I am the perfect Bamzuki. The perfect form of the Bamzuki. The final form of Bamzuki is several frill neck lizards. Well, and it's there we easy go. to see why. I mean, like, look, look at yourself right now, George. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are one person currently, yes. right? Several frill neck lizards. I see more your point. Than just one of something. You've got several, so that's more. Right? Second yeah. point. 
they look cool. They do. They've got the, the frills and the... I don't know what they sound like. They, apparently, they sound like a slightly annoyed cat, apparently. I um, The frills I'm... open up, right? Make yourself look bigger. Scare off predators. I actually disagree with you, Josh. You're constantly being attacked by those. I disagree with you, There's a mountain Josh. lion came after you the other day. Why? Why would you disagree with me, the perfect Bamzuki? Because George has several bears. I am. Th- that's not true. Yes, George has several bears, which is um both a large number, just as the several frill neck lizards. And also, not as many though. No, it is. It's exactly the same number, several. Uh, and also Look, has a lot more. You body can't mass get more bears out more of one paws. person than you can frill neck lizards. I'm sorry. You can if you squeeze them in hard enough. You can get more. I I five will get you ten, right? I'm going to take George. I'm going to make him into some frill neck lizards, and there will be more of them than any number of bears you can think of in your wildest dreams. You literally can't think of enough bears. I don't know. That's the problem with your argument, Elodie. You can't think of enough bears. Jesus Christ, kill me. Okay. Guys, my computer has passed the graphics compatibility test for the Bamzuki software. Oh boy, you're doing it too. I was just doing the graphics thing. Mine has... Everyone stand up. It's a big moment. Okay, now Very the uh, Bamsuki SR setup wizard is open. It's a very tense moment as the uh, the Bamsuki software opens. Okay, it's installed within now. probably the Bamsuki software, I would imagine. It might not be. There may still be a twist ending to this saga. It's just occurred to me. Good. The Bamzuki is basically Spore but the Hunger Games. I was gonna. I I thought of it like Robot Wars with weird millipedes. Yeah, I think. I mean, that also works. I I think that one's that one's more how I Mm. consider it. Robot Wars, incidentally. (laughs) I remember that. Came, but that came back. I always meant to like go and like watch the new one, and I never did. It's got Daro Brian in it. Uh, I've heard it's very okay. Bamzuki is loading now. It looks like shit. Utter ass, but it's good. Create modifier test Zooks. Create a Zook. Create a new Zook. Oh, you can enter Zook codes. I'm gonna call it. Oh heck, John Zook. <laughs> John Zook. That's beautiful. Oh, I forgot about the weird orb of with just arrows on it. Ah, yeah, the weird orb. That was the bit I think I couldn't work out in the end. <laughs> just the way it was set up, I couldn't figure out how to do anything with it. I'm still waiting for um, Bamzuki SR to actually load. 
Oh, like open. There's a squareness option. Oh, you so can. So that was Josh's deep parts. thoughts, by the way. We've just gone back to Bamzuki chat now. Oh, there's a body part <laughs> library. Oh my god. You could just get some bodies made from other people's zooks. Oh my god, you can create a Frankenstein's zook. You can, indeed. Or you can just create lumpos to put right on him. So much shape, motion, and colour. You can make them fast. You can make them have leg stiffness. You should review this for the site. Yeah, I will. Are you... I would I would fully support you reviewing Bamzuki Bams SR. Okay. Uh, Bamzuki Senior. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna kill this version of John Zook because it's horrific, and I will make a proper one in time for when we record um the Bamzookast. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna close this for now. I'm glad it works. Yes, Bamzuki is now installed and working on my computer, which is. Thank Same fuck here. for that. Josh, you gotta get it. Alright. Jaffa Zook. <laughs> Alright, so do we want to give some indie game recommendations while we're here? Yes. Who wants to go first? I went first last time, so... Uh, I'll go and then I'll I'll go first. Nice. Um, let me just pull up the game. Uh, it's disappeared. No, there it is. Um, I don't think I've recommended this game before on on the podcast. Uh, a fistful of gun. No, you didn't. No, a fistful of that. gun. Right. I I um I hopped on that train early. Um, I, um, I think it was, I think it was EGX Res 2015. Uh, they first had, in the Devolver Digital area, the, uh, the demo for A Fistful of Gun. It's a twin-stick shooter. Um, you, um, you pick, uh, your Wild West person, and you, um, you walk about in these, um, very high, um, high-pressure, um, Bullet, base, effectively bullet hell levels, um, trying to kill all of the bad guys in this Wild West pixelated setting, um, and each character has um, their own um, gun type and um, special abilities, um, general theme, um, and it's um, it supports up to um, nine player local co-op. Um, and it's it's absolutely chaotic with nine players, but it's very fun. Um, it's very fast paced. The controls are very tight, um, and it, it's good to it, it's a good um, drop in for a few minutes just to um, like whilst you're waiting for something to to finish like doing its thing, or you do you just want to um, like waste some time? It's a very fun game. Wholeheartedly recommend. Mm. Uh, you said the word chaotic, and I couldn't stop thinking about Knuckles Chaotix. Oh no. I want to die, but I can't. <laughs> Same. People want me to do stuff. So my game this week... Yeah, please talk about <laughs> your game. ...is a... ...Dojinchi visual novel... ...published in the West by Manga Gamer, 
called Kindred Spirits on the Roof, um, which is by a a doujin company in Japan called uh, Liasoft, who make visual novels. And one of the notable things about it is that it was the first completely uncensored game with erotic elements to get onto Steam. Like, other games have had them, but have been censored from their original forms. This was the first one to have actual completely uncensored sex scenes in it. So that's a lovely little bit of um, video game history. Yeah, and it is also a... um, a visual novel, the entire conceit of which is that there are two lesbian ghosts and only your main character can interact with them or see them. And they want to learn how to uh, get closer to one another <coughs> by uh, getting all of the um, gay girls in this school to date each other so mm-hmm. the entire premise is that you have to get lots of um, lesbian schoolgirls. you have to help them hook up with each other well, there we go and that's, that's it for ghosts and it's actually genuinely quite um, despite the fact that it's premise sounds ridiculous it, it does actually have some really good characters and can be very emotional at times. So yeah, I just I think people should play it, even though it's a bit expensive. You should try and get it in sale because yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh, my cat has just knocked some stuff over, and my dog is licking my face now. Hi. Uh, well, heck. yeah. Well, ouch! Stop chewing my hand, dog. Yes, I'll take you out in a minute. Thrill as the host of the Indie Haven podcast is devoured live. (laughs) Oh. Ah, what are you doing? He got his leg tangled in my headphone wire and just sort of hopped about a bit. Oh, no. He's just kind of standing sheepishly and off he wanders. Bye, Ollie. So... Did you have a game you wanted to talk about this week for recommendations, Josh? I played one that wasn't awful. Okay, tell us about that one. Here's the thing, I've played played Neon Chrome. But in talking about Neon Chrome, to be honest, I'm just going to end up recommending Enter the Gungeon. Well, you can recommend recommend Enter the Gungeon. I can recommend Tin. (laughs) Recommend Tim. Nuggets of Tin. One time on our other podcast, uh, George started saying thank you for listening to the Life's a Pitch podcast for some reason, and just ended up saying thank you to listening to these lice, which I appreciated. You know what? Lice often end up getting ignored. So I'm glad someone's giving them a platform. Thank you for listening to these lice. Do you want me to talk about my one and you can see if you... I mean, I've brought... brought up Neon Chrome, so I may as well now talk about, like, why it is that I can't really recommend that over Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, talk about that video game. Is this... so... Yeah. Here's the thing, right? 
I mean, it's, you know, it's the fucking Bamzuki special. Let's, you know, let's not pretend that form strictly matters anymore. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I'm still making a Bamzuki right now. <laughs> so I cut out As momentarily, and when I came back... As we I speak, Bamzukis uh, are in production. I just heard that sentence about making the Bamzuki. That's all anyone's going to hear. In fact, to be honest, I feel like you can cut out the rest of this podcast. People are just here for the Bamzuki chatter. That they for some reason know is going to be in this episode. If the Bamzookast gets People have been listening to this show being like, right, it's episode 7. Surely, surely this time, it stands to reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shall I talk about Neon Chrome? Uh, no, because I'm going to say if the, ba- right. if the Bamzookast gets really popular, we should try and get um, a game developer to create Bamzuki Remastered. <laughs> I would be 110% down for that. Uh, that would be amazing. You could uh, you could change its name to something like Slam Dookie to avoid BBC copyright issues. I like How this. aggressively do we think the BBC are going to pursue a lawsuit involving Bamzuki, let's be honest? I mean, we want to sell it for a million pounds. <laughs> uh, do we? Slam Dookie. I just, I just give it out to people for free. I, I just like, make sure everyone has got one. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Rich, yeah. poor, it doesn't matter. What does it matter what you own? All earthly possessions are going to rot. Av Bamzuki. <laughs> In the grim dark of the 41st millennium, there is only Bamzuki. Literally only Bamzuki. Yeah. A race of several frill-necked lizards reigns over the earth with an iron fist. The proletariat have nothing to lose from their Bamzuki. That's very on-brand for me. Okay, Pat, I think that should be our episode title, to be honest. (laughs) You have nothing to lose but your Bamzuki. The proletariat have nothing to lose but their Bamzuki. Just don't worry about my life, my family, any of that. Get on protecting those Bamzuki. Because if anything happens to them, it's over. It's true. Uh, Now, I actually want to recommend Enter the Gungeon. Alright. But I'm going to do it by talking about a game called Neon Chrome. I'm guessing you're not recommending Neon Chrome, then? Yeah, I'm not particularly big on Neon Chrome. It's not that Neon Chrome strictly does anything wrong, it's just that Enter the Gungeon pretty much does everything Neon Chrome does, but better. And also, I feel like Enter the Gungeon's sort of a big enough name to where, like, there's little point in me just talking about that one. Mm -hmm. So, like, just for the sake of, like, having something else to add, I wanted to talk about Neon Chrome, which I'm imagining fewer people will have heard of. So, Neon Chrome is a cyberpunk game. Like, just the... 
just the, the sort of premise and the aesthetic and the visual design you just pictured when I said cyberpunk game, it's it's that, more or less. It's a top-down uh, shooter. I'm already intrigued. Well, it sort of doesn't attempt anything particularly interesting. I mean, there, there's a sort of conceit around the kind of respawn mechanic, I guess. Well, it's not really... Re- it's like you, it happens in runs. Like it, it's one, it's one of those games where like you die and then you like go back to the beginning and you have to start a new run with so, like different perks so like and a, whatnot that you've bought. Like a roguelike thing, like Isaac or something. Yeah, yeah, sort of like one of those. Um, cool. But the way they explain it is that you are sort of this tech savvy guy, or or like maybe just everybody knows how to do this in Cyberpunk Future number three thousand seven hundred fifty-eight. But yeah, I. So, like, you you get in this chair, like, the Animus, more or less, and then you just start piloting various androids. Mm. So you go off with these android bodies to kill cyberpunk enemies (laughs) and then get to the cyberpunk bosses so you can defeat the big cyberpunk bad guy. I like this. Who, who's very like, much. Ah, eventually I will find the real you. You're running out of time. I'll tell you what would kind of be cool is if if there was actually a sort of time limit in that respect. Like if after a certain number of runs you knew that they were going to find you. Yeah. That'd be an, that'd be an interesting take on it. Um, yeah, and it would it would mix up the formula. Yeah, it might well do that. To be honest, like I've not gotten terribly far into it. It it just doesn't hold my attention for long enough and I feel like if the one interesting thing is like that far into the game like it get it gets to kind of a point where it's like alright I don't actually owe you that much of my time Yeah, that's like, if, if you can't be engaging from the get go then I think the criticism stands to be honest but that's kind of beside the point um yeah it's like the, re- the reason I don't really want to recommend this game and would rather recommend Enter the Gungeon is just because I was thinking of, like, but Enter the Gungeon does this, which is better. Just throughout the whole thing. Like, the visual design, although that might just be a personal thing, there just wasn't a lot memorable going on. It was just grey rooms with the occasional glowing box or, like, bit of a screen that wasn't particularly an en- en- engine. It wasn't particularly. It wasn't. It wasn't partic- I tried. I tried to mix interesting and engaging, and somehow, I just went completely wrong. But yeah, <laughs> like okay. as opposed to Enter the Gungeon, which had like very, very simple visual style. Certainly, like it's sort of. Well, I mean, it's pixel art more or less, like slightly stylized pixel art, definitely. Which is the best kind of pixel art, in my opinion. <laughs> but you know, they actually. Like they used the simplified visual design, like as as a way to put in more detail. Like it it wasn't just it is easy it is easier to do this. It's just like no, we've got an idea for what we want to do with this, and we're going to like mm. it's going to let us put in more detail in. Like, I don't know either less time or like it'll cost less to do it like that. But it like we can make it look good. And actually fill the rooms with like things. Like there's there's books on the floor, and you can shoot the books, and then pages just go out and scatter everywhere. 
or like yeah. you can uh, like there's <coughs> little pots everywhere or just piles of bones and they didn't have to put any of that in but they did and like that matters because it makes it, does, it, yeah, it, it it's stuff like that that makes it more memorable instead of just like these big blank canvas rooms that Neon Chrome has yeah, well, it's stuff like that that makes it a world rather than just being... A place, yeah. Just being someone's garage that's just not yeah, got anything you get, you get the it. sense that this is an actual location rather than, like, an arena set up specifically so you can do this thing and then leave and yeah, go on to I the know, next bit. I know exactly bit. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, conclusion is, by the end of the gungeon. Yeah. There's different guns... In neon chrome, but you can't hold more than one. And also, which they don't have adorable fun. faces. They don't have adorable faces. I've, I have yet to see any of their faces, to be honest, because it's top down. It's difficult to see the do you see the faces. It's difficult to see the designs. They just blend into the background scenery because it, it's all just cyberpunk. It's all just cut and paste cyberpunk stuff. Uh, so buy into the gungeon. Buy into the gungeon. Cool. Don't, oh, don't yeah, buy neon chrome. This this is the weird thing about it as well. Neon chrome just feels slower somehow, and I'm pretty sure, like, everything's actually moving at the same speed in both games, but it just feels slower in neon chrome, and I don't know why that is. Like, I feel like if you ran them side by side, they're, they're not. It's, the action isn't actually moving faster because the bullets in like Enter the Gungeon are pretty slow for the most part. Yeah, at least I don't it's know better if it's just like the Neon absence Internet of a dodge roll. Ha ha ha! Oh, oh! What? <laughs> Neon Chrome. Neon Chrome. It's, it's faster than Neon Internet Explorer. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist making that awful <laughs> joke. That's. That is that is the note the Bamzuki special deserves to end on. I feel like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. So shall we tell people where to find us? Might yeah. as well. On off the internet. Okay. Uh, Josh. I feel I feel like you were waiting for someone to start there, so I shall say you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jam Tyrant. Um. I might tweet something. That that's what you do on Twitter, right? That's how that it works. Is. I'm internet savvy. I know about the social medias that all the hip kids are into. Uh you can find me on YouTube, The Abominable Showman. There's videos if you like videos about video games. And you can find me on Indie Haven, uh where I will write about some games. If I feel something, they do something interesting to my brain or the brains of other people, because that is very much sort of like one of my biggest fascinations is just the human mind. And I'm just curious about how video games affect that. You're and very good at exploring it. It's, it's a very nice time that I have when that happens. And. I don't know, you can find me sort of, I don't know, in parks, hiding behind skips, just in the bushes. You know, under large stones, 
just the, the usual places you'd expect to find. I think you got someone you who writes and... about video <coughs> games. I think you got you and Slugs mixed up there. No. Oh. No. You, you and Slugs doesn't enter into it. Right? Okay, leave him out of this. <laughs> you and Slugs. Okay. Ewan's he very, he very specifically didn't want to be mentioned in the show. You and I'm so sorry. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, oh, no. He, he is Who going is to be it? fucking ring, furious ring. about Click. this. Hi, it's me, Jaffazook. Why did you create me? <laughs> I'm in so much pain. Don't worry, Jaffazook. I've improved you. I've improved you. Let me let me show you. Okay. Let me show you your newfound beauty. Okay. No, I accepted that rather quickly. Oh. Oh. If only it were that easy with all the abominations I've created. I can't speak. I can't. Why are you Voldemort now? I can't speak with these dying sausage lips. <laughs> Click. I bet, I bet you were expecting it to be you and Slugs who ring then, based on the... Uh, In retrospect, you and Slugs doesn't own a phone. Fair so right. I'm not sure why I was expecting it to be you and Slugs. I'm very sorry about this, Ewan. <laughs> like, we, we've dwelled on you for like so long at this point and you didn't want to be mentioned at all. My heartfelt apologies. I sincerely hope this bit gets edited out. Just out of respect for you and Slugs. <laughs> Poor man. George, do you want to tell people where to find you? I was really looking forward to not being mentioned on the Indie Haven <laughs> podcast. If you like video games and communism, you should go Christmas to www... What? <laughs> Nothing. What just happened? I don't know. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I'm so tired. Same. If you like video games and communism, you should go to www.jaffemeister.com. That's J-A-F-F-A-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. You can also find me on YouTube, where I continue my trend of violently mashing communism into video games, talking about how it makes sense, at youtube.com slash jaffemeister, where you'll find a new video featuring Laura Kate Dale. Um, if you go to Twitter, at jaffemeister, you can see me um, putting up cheeky selfies of myself and also talking about video games and sharing all of my things. Uh, I'm also the editor-in-chief of Indie Haven. You should check that site out. It's pretty good. That's what this podcast is from. Uh, and if you go to patreon.com forward slash jaffermeister, you can give me money, and that would be nice. Yes. Um, please find me. Help? Help me. I believe you've already made this joke. <laughs> I, it's it's because I accidentally said please find me and then I just thought I'd roll with it. I was meant to just say you can That's find okay. me. I've, ac- I've accidentally said things. Woke myself up once by screaming the word Imhotep. That's oh. a true story. Oh. Shouted it, set up, bolt upright, realised that it was me. Spent the next 20 minutes laughing. I used to have a, and crying. I used to have a dog who would um who would fart so loud he'd wake himself up and then he'd be really scared and go and hide behind my dad from Aww. his own fart. 
Uh, you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at KemiWords, C H E M Y Words. You can also find me on Patreon at the same, patreon.com slash KemiWords. And please support me because I had three supporters and now I have one supporter and it's George. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> So, yeah, could you please give me some cash money? Thank you. Um, you can also find me um, on YouTube. My name on there is just Elodie Cunningham. Hopefully I should have a new video going up, and at the moment you can watch a video about Gungans and listen to some music that I made. Uh, I also did the theme song, speaking of music, and that is on uh, chemicalwordsmith.bandcamp.com. And I do stuff at Indie Haven sometimes, mostly this podcast and other podcasts. So you should go there. Also, thank you. Please. Josh. <laughs> what? Josh. 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 Me? Yes. Please? Any words of wisdom? About Nans, thanks. No. Is that it? No, I'm not. I'm not having this. This constant incident. There's more to life than your nan. All right, that's the advice. Is there's more to life than your nan? Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Indian podcast. Bye. I've been tricked. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Damn it! Thanks for listening to Podhaven.